Hey guys, welcome back to Finding Faith. So, I'm really excited for this episode. We're going to be finishing up, and there's just so much goodness in these last couple chapters. And so, we're doing chapters 3 and 4 of Philippians. And then next week, we're going to be starting on Colossians. And so, to start out, I'm going to give a summary like I usually do, just because I think it's really helpful. And so he starts out by saying to rely on heavenly things and not earthly things because the earthly things don't matter in heaven. And then he says to follow his example and to actually learn something and not just let it go in one ear and out the other. And then into chapter four, he starts to say to focus on the good in life and not be anxious and he gives us a little bit of his advice on how to do that and so i have two main points for this one the first point i have is mainly in chapter three and that says to keep spirit over flesh you know heavenly things above earthly things and then for chapter four the main point i have is to trust in him And so, let's just dive right in. It starts out in in verse 1 of chapter 3. Further, my brothers and sisters, rejoice in the Lord. It is no trouble for me to write these same things to you. So basically, he's not afraid to repeat himself. You know, Paul's really bold right now. He's not afraid to tell them to rejoice in every situation. And then he says, to watch out for evildoers. And put no confidence in the flesh. And so, verses 3 and 4 is when he talks about serving God and serving heavenly things and not serving earthly things. And so, the flesh and the spirit, the flesh basically represents our human side, our sinful side. And the spirit is God's Holy Spirit within us. And so we're supposed to put no confidence in the flesh. Then in verse 4, he says, So I myself have reasons for such confidence. And so then he names a few things that he's accomplished in his life. But he still puts his confidence in the spirit. So like whatever earthly accomplishes we have here, and whatever good things happen to us, if they're earthly things... They're not going to matter in heaven. We need to focus and put our work and our thoughts on heavenly things and spiritual things. Because whatever is good in the flesh is bad in the spirit. And so he says in verse 7 of chapter 3, But whatever gains were to me, I now consider a loss for the sake of Christ. And then to verse 8, What is more, I consider everything a loss because of the surpassing worth of knowing Jesus Christ my Lord, for whose sake I have lost all things. I consider them garbage, and that I may gain Christ. So he doesn't care about earthly things, and he's telling us that this is how we need to live. We need to put the spirit over the flesh the same way he is doing right now. And so we're supposed to grow in God and not the earth and be found in him just like it says in verse 9. So, 
He considers everything garbage and he wants to know God's love more. So, and be found in him, not having righteousness on my own that comes from the law, but that which comes through faith. So we're never gonna know true peace or righteousness or love from anything on this earth. Okay, we're not gonna get peace from having Instagram followers or a ton of friends. We're not gonna know true righteousness until we put that trust in God. Because through faith in Him, that is where we get everything important. Because it's not found in earthly things. And so, in verse 12 he says, Not that I have already obtained all this, or have already arrived at my goal, but I press on to take hold of that which for Christ took hold of me. So to kind of explain this verse a little bit, he's saying that he hasn't reached his goal yet. Like, he's not perfect, and like, you know, he's human, so he still makes mistakes just like you and me, but he's still pressing on. And remember, for him, he doesn't matter whether he lives or dies, because he knows no matter what, he's going to live for Christ. And so, he always tries to remember what Christ did, and he's trying to get into that Christ mindset, the same that we're supposed to do. And so, what I really love is what it says in verse 13 of chapter 3. It's like the end of verse 13 into verse 14. He says, But I do know one thing, forgetting what is behind and straining toward what is ahead, I press on toward the goal to win the prize for which God has called me in a heavenly way in Jesus Christ. So he's forgetting what's in the past. Now, if you remember, he used to murder Christians for sport. He hated God and he hated this religion and he wanted all Christians dead until God stepped in and completely turned his life around. So he's leaving everything in the past. He's leaving everything that he's done behind him and he's pressing on to the goal. And his goal is to do whatever God wants you to. And then in verse 15, he says, all of us then who are mature should take view of such things. So the things that we should take view of is what he just said about forgetting what's behind us and moving ahead in Christ, not our, our own, because we're never meant to go through life alone, but we need to move forward with our life in him. And so it says right here at the end of verse 15, right after take view of such things, that if at some point we think differently, and start going back to like our formal things he's saying, then God will make that clear to you. And so it's just like how it's explained in Proverbs 3. It says, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not onto your own understanding. In all of your ways, acknowledge him and he will direct your paths. So that's Proverbs 3 verses five and six, I'm pretty sure. And that's just really similar to what Paul is saying right here that God will make your path clear to you. And so 
Then in verse 17, he says, Join together, following in my example, and keep your eyes on those who live as we do. And so we're supposed to follow Paul's example. Like Ephesians and Philippians, everything that we've gone over so far, if you've been keeping up with it, there is so, so much. And he wants us to follow in his example. And he wants us to trust him. Because God knows what he's doing. And so then it goes on to say that many live as enemies of the cross. At the end of verse 18. For now as I have often told you, and may tell you now, even in tears, many live as enemies of the cross of Christ. And their destiny is destruction. Their God is in their stomach, and their glory is in their shame. And their mind is set on earthly things. So these people who don't believe in God, these people who aren't saved, the people who live in the way of the world, their mind is set on earthly things. And we, as Christians, as God's children, we need to set our minds on heavenly things. Hence, putting the spirit over the flesh. And so then, in verse 20 of chapter 3, he says, but our, but our citizenship is in heaven, and we eagerly await a Savior from there, the Lord Jesus Christ. And so, our citizenship, our home, our place is in heaven, not on this earth, okay? We're just passing through earth, and we're trying to reach our actual goal and get to our actual home, and that is heaven. So, like I've mentioned before, everything on this earth is temporary. Okay? School, home, Instagram, Facebook, all this stuff that we think is so important now. You know, maybe it's our job. Maybe it's these standards that we're supposed to live up to. We don't have to worry about that because it's all temporary. Because our citizenship is in heaven and so we need to set our mind on heavenly things not earthly things so with that being said that's basically all I have from chapter 3 and so to move into chapter 4 the main point I got from this is trusting in God and so chapter 4 verses like 1 through 3 I would say He's basically just kind of giving a little explanation here. He's just like, Therefore, my brothers and sisters, whom I love and long for, my crown and joy, stand firm and stand firm in the Lord in his ways. So he's just kind of giving them a little bit of encouragement. And then he's saying, um, like, try to get people to go to Christ. And in the very end of verse 3, um, he says how your names are in the book of life. And then in verse 4, I really love verses 4 through 9. I just think that they're really important. And there's a lot of stuff that people use out of context here. Just because there's such encouraging verses. And so verse 4 says, Rejoice in the Lord always, and I will say it again, rejoice. So again, him and his repetition. 
He's not afraid to repeat himself because he knows what he's saying is important. And so he says in verse 5, Let your gentleness be evident to all. The Lord is near. And so verses 6 and 7 are actually, um, they're really important. And these are verses that people take out of context a lot just because they're really important. And so I'm going to read them really fast. Verse 6 of chapter 4 says, Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, with prayer and petition, and with thanksgiving, present your requests to God, and the peace of God, which transcends upon all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Jesus Christ. And so, to kind of break this down a little bit, we don't have to be anxious as long as we go to God. So in every situation, by prayer and petition, you know, be prepared and go to God and thank Him for what you're going through. Thank you, like, thank Him for giving you the struggles that you're going to come out stronger in the end from. So with every situation, by prayer and petition and with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. Don't just say, like, Lord, please give me this, this, and this. Um, help these people. Amen. You know, you need to present your request to God with thanksgiving. You need to thank him for what he gives you and then ask him. And then verse 7 says, The peace of God which transcends upon all understanding will guard your hearts and your minds. If you go to God in the anxious times, he will give you peace and he'll give you rest. And so, something that I kind of just want to touch on, um, these two verses were the favorite verses to a really good friend of mine. Um, some of you know him and some of you don't. His name was Cole Wilson. Um, Cole was a really good friend of mine. He was like a big brother to me. And he really, really understood this verse. He understood that we don't have to be anxious about anything because we have God's peace there for us. See, Cole was one of those people who just had such a connection with the Word, and he had such a great relationship with God. And I feel like it's people like him. It's those people close to us who know the Word and who understand God's love that we need to understand that we can go to them and they might be able to help us understand and I I just thought that was something important that I wanted to touch on because these were his favorite verses and he just really understood the peace that God brings and so in verse 8 it says finally brothers and sisters Whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, lovely, admirable, or anything that is excellent or praiseworthy, think about these things. So focus on the good in life. And then he says in verse 9, at about the end of verse 9, at about the end of verse 9, he says, put everything he has heard into practice. So he's joining the church in Philippi and he's saying, okay, um, all these good things, 
put those into practice, everything I've told you, everything you've learned, everything you've received, you can't just hear it. You actually have to believe it and you have to live it. You know, there are a lot of people who hear the word, they know the word, but they don't act like it. You know, if you're a Christian, not only do you have to understand the word, but you also have to show people that you do. You know, if you tell someone that you're a Christian and they're surprised by it, then harsh truth, you're doing something wrong. Because you need to let God's love shine through you like we've talked about in the past. And you need to let everyone know the goodness of God. And so, finally it says in verses like 10 through 13, that's where he talks about trusting in God. And so he's saying how he has learned to be content in any situation. Now remember, he's in a prison in Rome. And I know I say this a lot, and I know I bring it up, but, you know, it doesn't matter what our situation is. We can praise God in it. And so he says right here in verse 12, I know what it is to be in need, and I know what it is to have plenty. And he, I have learned the secret of being content in every situation, whether well-fed or hungry, whether living in plenty or in want. I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. So Paul knows what it's like to have everything at your fingertips and to be grasping for life. You know, he's experienced just about all of it. He knows good and bad. And he's praised God through all of it. And he knows that he can do all things through Christ who gives him strength. And so... If you're not content right now, if you're anxious or worried, he's literally giving you the answers. He's giving you the solutions to your problems. If you're not content, then just take in the encouragement that you can do anything through Christ because that's the truth. You can overcome whatever the world throws at you because you have Christ by your side. You don't have to be anxious about anything because the peace of God, his peace, his love, it will guard your hearts and minds. And so all of these troubles that that overwhelm you, all of this stress and fear, he's telling you right now that you don't have to worry about it. He's telling you, okay guys, Like, I know it's hard, but you can literally overcome this because we have a God who moves mountains. And we have a God who loves us more than we can even imagine. And he's sharing this with us. And he's sharing this with the church in Philippi, hoping that we can understand the way that he does. And so, then he goes on to say, thanks to the church of Philippi for helping him and for assisting him. And so he says that they sent him aid more than once and he is amply supplied now. And so 
remember, all he is happy about is that these people are going to God. And so he's kind of giving his final greetings to the church in Philippi. And he's ending his letter. And so he says, thank you to this church for helping him whenever he was in a time of need. And then verses 21 through 23 of chapter 4 is basically saying that he's going to continue to pray for them and he gives the grace and the glory to God. Just like in verse 20, he always ends things, you know, all of these letters, he ends them by giving the glory to God. And that is something that we kind of need to remember. No matter what's going on, everything that you do, end it by giving the glory to God, just like Paul does. And so verse 23 ends the book of Philippians by saying, The grace of Lord Jesus Christ be with your spirit. Amen. And so that is everything that I have on the book of Philippians. So to go over the four points again throughout the whole book, the first point I had was for God's glory and how we're supposed to do everything for his glory and it doesn't matter the situation. The second point was getting into that Christ mindset and having the same mindset as Christ. And then the third point is one that we went over today and that's putting the spirit over the flesh, heavenly things over earthly things. And then the final point for the book of Philippians that I had was trust in God. And we went over not having to be anxious about things. And so that's everything I have for this week. And next week we're going to be going over Colossians. And I'm so excited for it. And so with that being said, stay faithful, guys.